Hello, friends, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. I'm Joe Webb. And I'm Brandon Wood. And this is a podcast for spiritual exiles, all of us who are looking for faith beyond the confines of institutional religion. So thanks again for joining us for episode number 44 of the podcast. It is the 19th episode. Hard to believe that we're we're that far in already. 19th <laughs> episode of our second season. Um, and our guest today is Jonathan Duvall. Uh, Jonathan is a musician uh, in the Nashville area who um, I actually kind of made a connection with him about a decade ago through some um, clean water projects that we were both working on at the time. And we recently reconnected and Jonathan is doing some really interesting stuff uh, that are that's trying to kind of bring the worlds of music and conversation together. So um, so we got into to a really interesting discussion with Jonathan about some good. of the work he's doing and why he's doing it. And um, Brandon, I think this is going to be a real fun episode for folks to listen to. I agree. Um, anytime you can add music and conversation together. The only thing missing is coffee or beer, right? So, I mean. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah this is kind of in your strike zone, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Well, please give a warm welcome to Jonathan Duvall. Every now and then, I will get, like, a message from someone who's like, oh, I really like your music. You know, I have this friend who's really into Christian music. I'm going to send it to him. He's going to love it. And I'm like, no, please don't <laughs> no. do that. They are going to hear that song and think it's great. And then they're going to hear the next one and like get really angry at me. <laughs> Welcome friends to another brand new episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. And on this episode, Brandon and I are really excited to introduce you to Jonathan Duvall. Jonathan is uh, a musician down in Nashville doing some really interesting work. And Jonathan, I, you and I have a whole story about how we connected and and we can get into a little bit of that later on. But um, why don't you just introduce yourself to the folks? Tell us who you are and what you're doing and what makes you get up in the morning, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm Jonathan Duvall. Uh, I always, I guess now I call myself a half-assed singer-songwriter. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, mostly I'm just, I'm, I'm very interested in existential things just as, a, as an individual. So that carries over into art for me. Um, and I find myself more these days actually interested in conversations, uh, more than music. Um, and so I just kind of use music as an, as an avenue into those conversations. Very cool. Very interesting. Well, I, you know, we, you and I connected, gosh, I don't remember. It's like 10 or 12 years ago. And you were doing some work for an organization called Living Water International. And um, I was here where I'm located in West Virginia, uh, helping put on uh, like a benefit concert for a clean water project. And some, somewhere, I think, I think it was maybe through the Advent conspiracy or one of those things, um, found about what you were doing and, and rang you up and we had a conversation and unfortunately it never went anywhere, but we sort of had each other's, um, Facebook friends and Twitter handles and all of that kind of stuff. And then, uh, then a couple of months ago, um, I think you had read a blog or listened to a podcast or something and reached out and we just kind of picked up this conversation and, and kind of led to you being here. So, um, so I'm really excited, uh, really excited to, to have this conversation with you. Yeah, I, um, I hadn't been on social media a whole lot previous to that. And I jumped on Twitter um, for something. I don't even remember what. And I and your post was one of the first ones up there. And it was a, you know, a link to the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. And I thought, interesting, I'll go check this out. And then I <laughs> read the web page and I was like, oh, man, this is exactly like everything that I feel like I'm. Deal, or I say dealing with or just exploring at the moment. Um, and I, yeah, I just became a big fan like immediately. Well, man, that means, that means a lot to, <laughs> to, to Brandon and I both like when, when you can, um, I guess when you can convert listeners to guests, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a formula we need to, to look at. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's scary as a guest though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, was perfectly happy just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad, we're glad you got through that and, and that you're with us 
with us today. So let, let me um, kind of jump in with, um, I feel like I'm already shutting Brandon out of the conversation. This is what I do. <laughs> no, you're, you're good, man. You, you here, take Brandon. it. I'm like five cop, cups of coffee deep. Um, was up late last <laughs> night, woke up super early. So I just, I'm just here for the conversation. And Jonathan, you had me at your digging conversations because I'm right in that boat. So I'm excited for this. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, Brandon, when, when you were doing the Hey Mom, Everything's All Right podcast, I mean, that was what that was all about too, right? It was just... Let's let's just dig into these conversations, and and so that kind of leads us to this conversation about deconstruction that we've been having. And um, Jonathan, one of the things that you and I had kind of been talking about, like offline, was um, sort of this I- idea of um, as music as an avenue, music and conversation, I guess, um, as an avenue for like processing deconstruction. So, what what does that look like? Just you know, from your perspective, because obviously we can't paint with broad strokes and everybody's experience is the same, but tell us about your experience with that if you could. Yeah. Um, well, I guess really like just being a songwriter, like I realized that I can't capture the entirety of any single like thought in, you know, the, the span of three minutes, give or take, honestly, probably more like four and a half. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I like I've always just thought like it's a great way of just capturing a single uh, capturing some part of that moment. And that scares me because, you know, you throw out songs that are about maybe the messier things about faith or whatever you're thinking about. And um, and you don't know how people are going to react because uh, it's not complete, but. I don't know. I just, I guess I still hope those types of things have value for, again, for the conversation starts people thinking about, um, these ideas. Yeah. 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 What's that process like for you? I mean, obviously you're, I, you're drawing on, um, uh, past history, but is it, does it, does it sit, do you sit down with like, I want to write this or is it just a thought comes to you and you're like, huh, let me explore that as a Psalm. Um, most of the time it's probably uh, a thought that comes to me that I, that I want to explore deeper. Um, that isn't always the case. There are definitely times when I sit down and something just flows out. Um, but most of the time when I'm writing, I am, it's, it's a song about something I've been processing for a while. Um, and just trying to distill that down to, you know, the main point of that emotion or that, you know, subject. Nice. So, I mean, if you could, just because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now meeting you and you and Joe are having secret conversations without me. (laughs) I'm joking. Um, could, could you quickly, um, I mean, I imagine you have a deconstruction story. Is that something you would feel comfortable to give a quick, uh, brief like overview like you know what brought you to deconstruction oh man um (laughs) yeah can you give me a a a three sentence overview of your pain (laughs) and trauma no we're gonna take up the entirety of the podcast with this one so in Uh, (laughs) in 240 characters or less (laughs) um yeah that's why i'm not on twitter really (laughs) um yeah so i mean i i grew up we'll say like Southern fundamental Baptist. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I was that really nerdy kid who was way into, way into the whole thing. Uh, I loved the Bible. I loved, I loved Jesus. I loved the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I would like lead Bible studies, uh, in middle school during lunch and, uh, I don't know, just all, all that stuff. And, and it carried over, you know, I, I got into college and I was very much into it then as well. Um, but at the same time, I was always very interested in the difficult parts of the Bible. Um, I really loved it when I didn't understand something and, uh, and I would just dive into it. And I never was really 
afraid of not understanding something in the Bible. I figured, hey, you know what? This is the truth. <laughs> so <Right>. eventually <laughs> I'll figure it out, you know, and it'll make sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I I have a hard time identifying as a deconstructionist or whatever you want to call that, um, even though I guess technically I am, but I just feel like I've been asking these questions mm. for as long as I remember. Um, I think what really pushed me to the point of like being comfortable saying that is just, uh, or being comfortable, like being in a deconstruction conversation, I guess, is, uh, just finally getting to the point where I'm okay saying I have no clue. I have no clue (laughs) if any of this is real. I have no clue if any of this is true. Uh, and I don't think anybody does. (laughs) And, um, and so that that really was the the catalyst, which came, you know, maybe within the last decade, mm-hmm. uh, where I first started being comfortable with saying, like, you know, maybe this isn't the truth, maybe it is. I really have no way of deciphering that. Um, so nice. I think I think that's kind of in a lot of ways. Everybody's experience is different, but in a lot of ways, that's kind of the heart of what deconstruction just yeah. is. Right? Is is just coming to that place of saying like. I can't know. I cannot know these answers. Um, and I, and I can no longer, and I maybe, and maybe the deconstructive part is I can no longer stand on this certainty. Yeah. Right. I, I can't, I can no longer arrange my life and my conversations with other people around this, this certain notion that this is the way it is, um, that I have kind of, you know, exclusive access or my tribe has exclusive access to the truth. Um, that I'm bound determined to drag you kicking and screaming into. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that's, and that, that kind of, for me anyhow, and again, you can't, you know, everybody's experience is different, but that's what opens you up then to, I think to a deeper kind of spiritual, you know, formation. I, I don't even like to use the term spiritual growth because I think that implies kind of a linear process that I don't think exists. Um, but, you know, once once you can kind of admit that maybe this isn't all true, then the questions become way more interesting than the answers, right? Right. <laughs> and it seems to me, too, just to kind of interject, like, I, I think music is a really interesting way to explore the questions, right, that, that doesn't require answers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was talking earlier about like, you just can't capture everything in the span of a single song. Um, I mean, that, that's a big part of it. I don't, I don't feel the pressure to at the same time. Like, uh, I can just ask a question in a song and leave that question open. And, uh, yeah, I don't know that that is a freeing thing. Like I, I feel like if I were writing a, a book, that would be a different deal. I feel like I would need to come to some sort of conclusion, but because I'm limited to these like short snippets, uh, I don't, I don't have any pressure to do that. I can just throw something out there. It can be controversial. It can be whatever. And, uh, people can do with it what they want. That's a great point. (laughs) I love it. Brandon, does that, how does that, like, I'm just curious because you, you're a musician, right? You're a songwriter. Yeah. And you know, uh, I'm willing to give you two space to nerd out on this. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I'm, I was I'm really to, I curious was... about how that resonates with you, though, because, you know, when Jonathan was describing his background, it sounds fairly similar to yours. I'm sure the details are all different. No, right? I listen. No, I didn't lead no. Bible uh, clubs in middle school. Okay, yes, I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean. Yeah, Jonathan, I can relate a lot to your story. Um, I met obviously our faith systems we were in were a little different, but, um, um, I think for me, like the, the one thing that's really hard at the same time freeing in this season of my life is the system I came from because we had all the answers with that was with air, air quotes. Um, and because we were living for an afterlife and stuff that like, we were never allowed to feel and so when I go back and listen to songs that I wrote during those times, 
they always had to resolve. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to like some of the top CCLI or CCM psalms, like if we don't have Jesus die on the cross for our sins in the bridge, then the psalm is not revolved, you know, resolved. <laughs> and like, I, I don't listen to much of it, but like there was one song I remember listening to. I, I just had the random thought, I'll turn on the, the Christian radio and I quickly turned it off. But um, the psalm was great. And then the bridge hit and it was the stereotypical Here's the resolve. Jesus died for your sins, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, man, you just ruined a great psalm. But uh, but I say all that to say, like, for <laughs> me in this season is I'm really kind of diving into what if this psalm is just sad and it never gets happy? <laughs> you know, and like, so yeah. that's that's new for me to, to write a psalm and not have that resolve in there, um, especially when I'm writing a psalm about a deconstruction or uh, a thought about life and just to leave it open in it is like the, the Christian click clack in my brain is like, no, it has to resolve. Where's the, where's the answer? <laughs> so I, I can relate to you, man. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I definitely have that same voice and it's not so much like this. Um, I, you know, I, ne- I've, I never got into like professional Christian music via, via worship or anything like that. Uh, very thankfully I almost, (laughs) almost did. Um, but as something happened, I turned down the job and, uh, never went that route. Um, but, uh, I still have this like voice inside me that says like, Oh, but there's gotta be hope at the end, right? (laughs) There's always gotta be some amount of hope that I throw in there. Um, I don't, and I don't know if that is like just that, uh, upbringing or that idea that I got from Christianity or, um, or if it really is just me like that, that's another thing. I I do think even though I'm a fairly pessimistic individual, I, in the end still kind of believe in hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I was just thinking when, when you and I first connected, you know, whenever that was 10 or 12 years ago, um, and I started downloading some of your music then, like even that, you, you said earlier, you know, that you're interested in existential, you know, ideas and stuff. And I, you know, I'm kind of thinking back to some of the lyrics from like gravity and crayon bomb and some of those things. And I, I think, I think that those are very much existential sorts of things. They're not, they're not explicitly Christian, but they do kind of reflect this idea that, that maybe there is a hope to, to kind of live for yeah. Yeah. I, um, every now and then I will get like a message from someone who's like, Oh, I really like your music, but, um, you know, I have this friend who's really into Christian music. I'm going to send it to him. He's going to love it. And I'm like, no, please don't <laughs> no. do that. They are going to hear that song and think it's great. And then they're going to hear the next one and like get really angry at me. <laughs> Uh, well, I wanted to kind of turn a little bit, like, just to kind of to move uh, the conversation to, to something you're working on now. Um, you're doing what I think is a really interesting idea. You're, you know, you were talking about how um, you're finding conversation, right, to be sort of the heart of, of what you're trying to do. So um, so talk a little bit about these these digital house shows you're doing and, like, where did the idea for that come from and how do those things work? Cause they're built around like a, a topic, right? Is that how you're doing it? Yeah. So, um, I kind of started having these ideas a, a few years ago, pre pandemic. Um, and, uh, at the same time, another friend of mine kind of made the same observation that like people just, all they did was yell at each other on social media about politics, about religion, about, you know, any sort of difficult topic, Um, and that people were just really bad at talking to each other, um, because, you know, maybe because of social media, maybe because we're becoming just so polarized. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, but we were talking about how it would be cool to like do something that like encouraged, actual conversation on these things without necessarily judgment or, um, you know, trying to convince someone of your position, mm-hmm. but just really trying to understand 
everyone's position. Um, because, you know, we still have to like go home for holidays and sit around the table with our families. And, uh, you know, we've all been there where it's <laughs> someone says something and the whole room gets quiet. Um, but like, you know, in the end, we, while we can mute people on social media, we, you know, we still need to operate relationally with each other. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I had thrown out like, oh, I've, I've wanted to do like a house concert thing where maybe I, you know, I go and we sit in living rooms and we just talk about these difficult topics, you know, and I have enough songs maybe about each one that I can kind of use music to be an entryway into that. But, but the main purpose of it would be to just like share ideas on, on these things, you know, be it politics, God, uh, abortion, like what, you know, whatever it is that is really difficult to talk about. Um, and just kind of learn like the whole point is just to learn to like have a conversation with someone who has a differing opinion from you and not hate each other or yell at each other. Um, and just to try to understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the beginning of it. And then the pandemic hit and, uh, and I really didn't know what, you know, I wasn't doing a whole lot of music pre-pandemic necessarily. Um, but I knew that I kind of wanted to actually start doing something musically again. Um, and Zoom kind of just seemed like a, I don't know, it was just one of those things like, if I don't do this now... I'm probably not ever going to do it and I'm probably going to lose a lot of fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've, and I've had other musicians who've actually reached out to me and said like, man, this is such a great idea. I am like good for you. I am too afraid to do something like this. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, you know, I've, I don't have much to lose. I'm like such a, a nobody on the musical map. So, uh, I may as well just do something like this because it's really what, like I said, I'm really more interested in this almost more so than music. Uh, I love playing music. I love writing songs, but I, I just love like getting, I love exploring all of these different ideas more so. So that's, great. that's really cool. Um, so, so you basically use a, some songs as like conversation prompts. Is that kind of how it works? Or? Um, yeah, you know, that was, that was the idea. Sure. Um, and I, and I do that, you know, I usually open each one with a song. I try to pick, you know, three or four songs that kind of relate to whatever topic it is. Um, sometimes I end up playing all of them. There have been times where I only play like two, um, because the conversation like just kind of takes over. Um, yeah. It's, uh, and, and again, I like, I, maybe, maybe the people who are, who have done it with me are in it more for the music than the conversation, but I don't seem to get that gist. Um, you know, if they're interested musically, they can always like, just listen to me, you know, via Spotify or something on their own time. Um, you know, I guess it's different seeing me play a song live, but. I, I just feel like the conversation is the draw so far, um, at least for me. And I do think for the other, you know, participants as well. Sorry to interrupt the conversation, but I wanted to take just a minute to thank some of the folks that help us make the Accidental Tomatoes podcast happen through our Patreon giving platform. For as little as $2 a month, you can be part of a growing group of people who are committed to helping create and curate all the great content for the Accidental Tomatoes community. We're grateful for the contributions of all of our patrons, and I'd like to recognize our master gardener-level contributors, Jen and Harry Morgan, and Kevin and Heather Malcolm. To learn more about how you can support this podcast and the community we're creating, just go to patreon.com slash accidentaltomatoes. You can also support our work by simply leaving us a rating and review on your favorite streaming app. 
That helps other folks find our community and participate in the conversation. And now, back to the podcast. How do you handle, you know, differing opinions and it not getting heated? Um, well, I'll, you know... <laughs> I don't know exactly yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that everything has been, you know, we definitely have had people who have different opinions, but there hasn't been anything like extremely different that is controversial. You know, um, the we've only done three so far. Uh, so I do one every month. Um, we did our first one on God. Um, we did the second one on politics and the third one was mental health. Um, and, uh, I think everyone that was involved, you know, is like so far it's been similarly on the same page. I mean, we all had different like small ideas. Um, but, uh, that is something we talked about. Like we really want, like, you know, eventually I'll revisit a lot of these topics. Like we'll do God or some form of that again. Um, and you know, my hope is that we'll have, you know, someone that doesn't come from a Christian background, maybe, mm. um, in some of those. And it, because it's kind of just beginning and at the same time, I'm also, you know, I'm not Beyonce, so I don't have millions of people following me. Um, it's just Wait till gonna, this podcast comes out, man. Yeah, you know. Uh, it'll take... <laughs> you'll have maybe dozens. <laughs> oh, dozens will be nice. Uh, maybe then I can make literally hundreds of dollars. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I've... I've, I've Part of, I guess, handling that is just having everyone on the same page, like saying like the goal is not to blow up at each other. Um, nice. And that's going to be a learning thing. Like that's going to happen. If anyone wants to, if anyone listening wants to come and do one and just purposefully play the antagonist, <laughs> I welcome it just for the training. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I saw Joe's eyes get really big. Uh well, see, I, uh, I have a struggle like on social media, and this is, this is the reason why I asked, is like I have people um, that I refuse to block or I refuse to hide because I want differing opinions. And, it, and it's to the point like I have one person that truly believes Jesus is coming back like tomorrow mm-hmm. and posts about it all the time. And my wife is like, you, why are you, you know, why have that? Why, you know, why not block them? And I just don't want to live in a bubble. You know what I mean? I, I don't like the idea if I only have progressives that I see. I just, that, that's a struggle for me. Um, so I like the idea that you're, you're bringing differing voices and you're not, um, you know, you're not, doubt, you're not saying, okay, well, you're wrong. Thank you for sharing, but you're wrong. <laughs> you know, you're letting people. <laughs> yeah, people definitely. Talk. I, that, those are words that I hope never come out of my mouth with this. Um, uh, like I really don't want to approach it ever with like this mindset of someone's wrong. Um, cause usually, uh, well, so I was listening to this other podcast and, uh, they were talking about this new, like, uh, therapy thing. I think it's called like radical openness where a therapist mm. will, um, listen with the idea that, the person uh, has like is telling the truth, you know, like no matter how crazy it seems, no matter how, whatever, like there's something to learn from this person's opinion from their story. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I think that's really important. Like to just give people the benefit of the doubt to like, not just write them off because they have a differing opinion of you. Like they've thought about this too. Even if you think they haven't, even if they're like <laughs> good point. going down this massive, like conspiracy trail, um, you know, they've spent time thinking about this and it makes sense to them for a reason, like not, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I just don't want to approach anything with 
this like, oh, you're wrong. And, and I'm the same way. I don't block people on social media either um, for that very same reason. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't used to. I, I actually totally agree. Like, I don't want to live in an echo chamber, right? Um, so I always want to be open to, to other voices. Um, and, and I, in general, I, that's true. Like, I keep my feed pretty open. Um, but I have over the last, especially just the last year, um, when things just get, when I start to notice that I'm having, like, a physical reaction to what somebody else wrote, that's a good I'm point. like, I don't have to put myself through that shit, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's... That's when I'll, I never unfriend. Um, well, one time I did, but <laughs> mostly it's just like hide, block, whatever. I just, you know, but I'll still like check in from time to time. Um, especially if it's somebody that I consider to be like an actual friend and not just, you know, a virtual acquaintance. Right. Yeah. Well, this is kind of awkward, but Joe, I guess I'll ask it on the podcast. Is there a reason why you haven't responded to my f- friend request yet? <laughs> That's none of your damn business. <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> no, uh, I agree. We're friends, I, audience. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah. I, I agree. Like I, there are some people I have to. I do have to redact a little bit. There are some people that I have had to mute from seeing because it did from my past some PTSD mm. when I would see them speak. You know, but um, for the most part, I try. If I don't have those reactions, and I try to, you know, leave people who are are, are differing of me just. Again, because I, I think it was um, President Obama on um, Letterman's Netflix show when he was interviewing people, and he was talking about a, a study they did, and it was three different people: it was progressive, you know, left, right, middle, three people, and they were on their own device, and they all typed in the same Google search, and they all got differing pages based on where they have visited on their yeah. site. And I thought, oh, so like there not that there is no truth, but like it just made me understand someone that might have a different view because they're the 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 news source they're getting is tailor made to the sites they visited. And so if I see an article, they might not be seeing that same article. So I again, I love the idea that you're you're having this space for people to come and have openness. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just hopefully a way to just kind of get out of the echo chamber a little bit. Yeah. I, and I, it makes me wonder if if music isn't one of those things that sort of helps create that that kind of space where, um, I don't know, if, if there's something about music itself that m- makes people more open to being accepting of other folks' ideas. Um, and maybe it's mm. the kind of music and the way it's presented, I don't know. Um but but it's it seems to be sort of a a democratizing factor or something um, because music is is something that we all relate to so subjectively, right? Mm-hmm. Then then I think that makes our conversations a little more subjective rather than being you know so like objectively like I have to speak you know the objective truth um, because we're all hearing music so subjectively. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know that I have anything to add to that, but yes. <laughs> Again, the questions are more interesting than the answers. So, <laughs> that's that's like one of the um, that's one of the the like mottos of this faith community that I lead is I, I tell them every week like you can I, I hope you ask all of your questions. Please don't expect me to give answers <laughs> because I'm just way more interested in the questions. I really am. So what kind, so if you can get into it, like you, so you've had these three shows with these, um, kind of big picture topics, right? God, politics, and mental health. So what do those conversations look like then? What, what kinds of conversations are you having? What are you learning from those things? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, again, some of, some of it is just like learning about the people who are in the conversation. Um, I mean, I usually, and this isn't even just because of this, I'm always deep diving on whatever happens to catch my interest at any given moment. But, um, like for instance, you know, with the, the God conversation, we just kind of opened it up. Like what, what is, what does God mean to you? Like, who is God? What is God? And then, people just answer it. And, and then once you kind of get that ball rolling, the conversation 
just kind of follows, you know, because people are going to have questions about certain things that are brought up. Um, and they, those lead to more questions and more questions. And like, you know, you know, like, like you say, Joe, it's not about, <laughs> it's not about <laughs> answering the questions. Um, it's just kind of about going, going down that rabbit hole of questions. Yeah. That, that, and that's what fascinates me. You know, um, I'm way more interested because the questions reveal what we're thinking about and what we're struggling with and what we're wrestling with. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't, Honestly, I don't think they need to be answered. I just think they need to be expressed, maybe. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. So that's so Otherwise, good. oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that, I, I, that's the one thing I was going to say, is I feel like sometimes just people need to have the space to ask the question and be heard. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, you know, the what I was saying earlier, just about deconstruction and, and coming to the point where I just realized that, I don't know anymore. Um, if, if I thought the answers were really there, well then I'd be maybe, you know, that's probably why I'm more interested in the question because most of the time I don't know if the answers are really there. (laughs) Yeah. That's, you know, I always call, even when somebody asks a question, I'm going to say, well, like I can tell you what I think, but it's only what I think. Like it's not, it's not necessarily reflective of some, what I believe to be a universal truth is just the opinion that I've come to based on my experience. Yeah. So take it, take it for what it's worth to you. Right. (laughs) So how many, so when you have these shows, right. So you have, I know from, from checking your website stuff, like you do, you do like a limited number of tickets, right. So, so that you can keep the conversation manageable. So what does that kind of, what does it look like when you do these shows? What, if somebody wanted to attend one, like what would they expect? Um, so yeah, we, uh, I, I limit it to 10, although I've just stopped saying that at the moment because we're not going to reach that threshold anytime soon, I think. But, um, once again, I'm telling you, this <laughs> podcast is going to blow you, blow you up. Man. Um, but yeah, would, would that that were true. <laughs> I do say that, you know, if, if I do get more interest in something, we'll just schedule another one. Cause right now I'm just doing one a month. Um, but I could easily, you know, just do two in a month or, um, but essentially, you know, people buy the ticket, which I really hate that I have to do it because I don't, I say I have to, uh, but you know, I've got to pay for a zoom subscription and sure. I bought some fancy lights and whatnot, but I say fancy, (laughs) they were not fancy, but, um, uh, so you get a ticket and you know, you get the zoom link for a zoom meeting. You, we, we've all worked from home for like sure, a whole year. Yeah. We know. Um, and, uh, what, what is this zoom technology you're speaking of? I've never heard of it. Before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then on the night of, you know, I would love, and maybe one day eventually like we'll come up with some sort of like, Oh, here are some articles or whatever that you can read to kind of prepare. Um, but so far I've just really wanted to like go in relatively blind. Um, you know, I'm hoping people are kind of thinking about the topic and I have, we have been doing this thing where like we're building Spotify playlists, um, to go with each topic as well. So like people will send in, you know, even people who aren't doing the zoom call, um, but who just like, you know, follow me, uh, we'll send in songs based on that topic and we'll build this playlist and I'll send it out. And so people can kind of listen, listen to the music, you know, um, that maybe we'll get them thinking about some of these ideas and topics. Um, and, uh, so we start, like I said, I usually open up with a song and then I just ask the first question, whatever that happens to be. And, and we start talking and, uh, you know, sometimes maybe someone might be a little nervous to start, but, uh, either I or someone else in the group who's, you know, been doing it with me, uh, will be sure to, to get them involved, which I guess they don't have to, uh, I, it would just be preferred, I guess, for everyone to talk. Um, the other thing that is really important to me is I don't record, uh, any of them, um, and I, you know, I try not to really 
talk about what people say outside of it either. Um, just yeah. to keep everyone in this feeling of like, it's safe for me to just say what I think right now, um, to say what I feel, um, because, and I'm sure this is common, you know, for your listeners, but you know, you're in situations in like your church that you've been in for a long time and you're thinking certain things and you just can't say them because of the social repercussions that will come with that. Um, and I don't, I don't want that to happen, you know, I, so, you know, just a safe space is really what I hope people expect when they come there. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. So looking ahead. Um, so I guess the first question I have is like, when, what is your next topic and when are you going to do that? Or do you have one planned? Yeah. And then I guess the follow-up question was, would be, um, as we sort of ease out of pandemic, are you starting to yeah. think about, uh, are you going to continue to do these things online? Or are you thinking about doing them in real space or is there a hybrid or? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, two questions. I'll try to remember the second. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wrote them down so I can come back. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, one. So the first question is I, uh, well, so when is this airing? June, this old- July? Um, that's a really good question. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I always have, Brandon's going to have to edit this part out. Cause I always yeah, have to go we look were at thinking 2022, like maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, y- y'all, it'll be, um, <laughs> it'll be like late July, I think like around okay. the 23rd yeah. of July. So yeah. Well, um, so I'm horrible at planning things. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, because I knew I was going to be doing this, I decided I should probably plan out a few months in advance. Um, so, this month, which is June, I'll just mention it. Uh, we're we're talking about identity, like what what makes you you. Well, like what are the things mm. that you identify uh, with? And so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of like politics and religion and uh, spirituality mixed in with that. Um, July, we are going to do nationalism because hey, it's Fourth of July. Uh, let's Ooh. let's celebrate America and let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about what are the proper ways to celebrate your na- your nationalism um, and what that means. And yeah, uh, then August, we are going to tackle racism, um, which I have put that one off because it scares the daylights out of me um, for many, many reasons. But uh, if I'm going to do a series about difficult topics, I cannot ignore that one. So here mm-hmm. we go. Um, mm-hmm. and because, because August, well, July and August will probably be a little rough. Um, we're going to do friendship <laughs> in September. Um, cause that was, a, I like that progression. Yeah, I really yeah. like that progression of topics. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little break, a little break, something, something light. Uh, that was actually a suggestion from, um, my friend Jacob who plays drums with me and, uh, he's been doing these as well. And, that was a topic that he just wanted to talk about, like what makes a good friend. Um, Mm. and so we're going to, we're going to handle that one, you know, after nationalism and racism, just to take a little break. And that's as far as I've got planned so far. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's smart. Uh, the other thing is I'm very open. So I have a survey like on the, on my website, on the, uh, the, the, this series I'm calling In the Corner, In the Corner Conversations with Jay Duvall, um, because uh, I, I've, you know, my thing was I'm always that dude at parties who like sits in the corner and talks to someone the whole night. <laughs> um, when I first threw this idea out there uh, to bring up another Beyonce reference, I was like, you know. I'm just inviting you into the corner with me. But if you just want to like stay in the middle of the room and booty shake to Beyonce, that's cool too. <laughs> like, you can still be on my mailing list. You can still be a fan, but uh, you know, come on in this corner and let's talk about stuff. Um, so uh, uh, yeah. So 
anyway, I back to the survey. I have this survey where people can suggest topics and whatnot that they're interested in because, uh, at the same time, like I don't just always, I want it to kind of be a group thing. I want everyone to kind of nice. be leading this, uh, and I'm just more or less facilitating. Um, yeah. And second question was, uh, beyond well, I was just I was just yeah I was just kind of curious looking you know down the road and I don't know what kind of timeline that looks like but um you know do you have any plans for doing like in-person things like this or a hybrid in-person and online or or you know trying to do both both and or yeah I think both and is probably uh the way to go with it I'm not sure at least for the time being once like I start trying to travel again. Um, but I do, I really want to go back. You know, the original idea was to do an actual house show type thing. Um, and my youngest child will be starting like five day a week preschool in the fall. And so, yeah, maybe it's time for me to like start trying to hit the road a little bit again. I miss it. I miss, I really, really miss playing, uh, shows and I didn't even stop for the pandemic. I just stopped because I didn't know where my music career was going anymore. And, you know, uh, for, I know Joe knows this, but a lot of people don't, you know, previously my wife and I were in a band together, uh, pre kids and we toured a whole lot. And now we you know once we started having kids that basically was just like, well, we can't both do this. Um, you know, we have friends who are able to figure that out, but we were never able to figure it out. Um, and so I just kind of, I just kind of stopped, you know, I would play a few shows a year, but that was really it. Um, and I miss it and want to get back to it. And at the same time, if I can somehow turn this into an actual house concert series, you know, that'd be great. Uh, I do think it would probably be like, you know, not a different topic each show, like maybe schedule tours based on a single topic. So, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe we go out on the racism tour, you know, and we, and get into people's living rooms. They can invite for, I don't know, you, you know, maybe people don't want to invite their friends. Maybe they do. Cause maybe they want to learn how to talk to their friends and family about these things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm crazy, so I'll try it. <laughs> I just think that has such massive potential yeah. to create these kind of real conversations like you were talking about, you know? Yeah. And I know, you know, Joe, in our off conversations, you had talked about how difficult that is as well. How, like, um, a lot of people end up just leaving the conversation because, you know, it becomes too difficult and I'm sure that doesn't happen in a single setting, but if you're trying to do something over time, um, and it ends up being just one sided, a bunch of, you know, people with the same opinions in a room together. Um, and yeah, that got me thinking, like, I don't, I don't know how to avoid that, but I'm hopefully going to figure out a way to avoid that. Yeah. So, and maybe some of that is through that, uh, you know, the radical openness idea that I talked about earlier, just like, like approaching things from this point of view, like, yeah, we're, we are opposite, but I value your opinion and I have something to learn from your opinion. And I'm, and the other thing of that is like, I'm not necessarily trying to, um, teach you what I think either. And I think that's important, like not imposing, like I, I try to go into these with uh, learning something about what someone believes and not, not having them learn what I believe necessarily. That's very cool. That's really good. Doesn't always happen, but that's, that's, a, that's a hard urge for us to fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I did have one other question about um, music and this, this kind of stemmed from, again, part of our offline conversation. Um, and I can't even remember what prompted it now, but you had sent me some song lyrics that you were working on. Um, we were talking, somehow we were talking about um, like slaveholder religion mm -hmm. and, and that prompted this, this conversation we were having, but, but it did sort of make me think and, and it kind of went back to where we sort of first started our, 
our most recent dialogue um, was around this idea of music as resistance art. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that I have a specific question about that other than um, how, how does that notion strike you? Is that something that inspires you uh, in your, in your songwriting process? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does. I, I have always had at least some part of my songwriting process be about, um, we'll say like justice based issues. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a song called word that is, uh, about, uh, it's just kind of like a juxtaposition between two neighborhoods. One being, uh, my neighborhood here in East Nashville. Um, and the other being a neighborhood in Africa where children are being kidnapped and turned into child soldiers and, um, comparing like, you know, the, those two things of how, you know, we've got our houses being broken into here in East Nashville and, and we're being fed up with it. And, you know, my favorite line of those songs is, you know, we had this, had this gun shop owner in our neighborhood who was, uh, just very vocal about certain things. And, and, you know, I describe all this crime that's happening in the neighborhood. And then the wrap up of that verse is, but the gun, the, but the gun shop owner says it's all going to be all right. Um, and, uh, and then in the second verse, I tell the story of a child who, you know, is turned into a child soldier. He's forced to kill his mother, um, to toughen him up, you know, and turn him into a soldier. And, uh, and how, you know, it, that community is just being devastated and ravished. And the last line of that verse is, but the arms dealer says it's all going to be all right. Um, the, so yeah, I mean, those are topics that I just feel deeply anyway, like those resistance topics of just, uh, like the, the world is full of problems. Like it's not something, you know, no matter how much hope that I do have, um, mm -hmm. within me. And, and I do hope that somehow, some way, uh, that can be, those things can be remedied, but they exist. And I, and I can't just ignore them or pretend that they don't exist. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, music is resistance. I just kind of have to, like, it's not, I don't, I don't necessarily set out to, I, I do love ruffling feathers. I love ruffling feathers. <laughs> um, but I don't know that that is, is just because I love doing it or if it's because I, I've just never been able to ignore stuff like that. Yeah. Well, this is good stuff. Yeah. Um, unfortunately we are kind of coming to the end of, of the time we got together. Um, is, uh, I guess this is, you know, I want to make sure and give you a chance to kind of plug anything you're working on or what, where people can find you, how they can connect with you, how they can uh, get involved in, um, in these digital house shows and those kinds of things. So, uh, tell folks how they can connect with you. Yeah. Um, so don't even bother trying to spell my name blindly. <laughs> um, but, uh, my website is J just the initial, my name's Jonathan, but, uh, two long names together don't make for a good artist name. So for now it's, uh, J Duvall.com. Um, and you know, just, I'm sure it's somewhere in the, uh, the notes for this podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll have the link in the, in the show notes for sure. Yeah. So, so click on that. Um, and from there, you know, a, a sign up for my mailing list. Cause like I said, I'm not that I don't do a whole lot of social media right now um, other than just kind of promoting some of these conversations um, and join my mailing list uh, and then go over. It's the link in the corner. It says in the corner and you just click on in the corner and it's got all the information on those conversations, like what's coming up next um, a little bit about, you know, why I started it, which everybody got that from this conversation anyway, but, um, 
Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm doing musically. Uh, <laughs> so I don't really have anything to promote other than just come on in to the corner with me and have a conversation. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's great. Awesome. Any, any new music coming out soon? Or? Um, yeah. So that, you know, that song that I sent you is something I have been working on and, uh, it, it, it's a song, uh, I don't know how, you know, exactly, well, I don't know, whatever. It's a song about um, the church's history theologically with uh, racism in America. And uh, it goes, you know, from the times of slavery into segregation and then into present day and how the, you know, that theology kind of carries over. Um, and... Uh, so that is going to come out sometime later this year. I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really putting a whole lot of time into that, I guess, and uh just because you know, it's one of those songs that I feel is important. Um Yeah, yeah. And and I want to make sure that it's all right and you know, I'm prepared for the backlash that I'm going to get for it. Um <laughs> Spoiler alert to the audience. I've heard, I've heard like an, an early version anyhow, and it's freaking amazing. So. Oh, thank you. Um, and then beyond that, I have been doing these like free monthly songs on my website that are really just me like being creative. Uh, I went so long without being musically creative that I needed to just make myself do it. Um, and so the free monthly songs are there. They're not going to be on Spotify or anything like that, um, but they are available. So, yeah, very cool. Great. But you, there is a Spotify channel though, right, where people can find some of your other stuff. Yeah. So there's a Spotify channel for uh, my wife and I's uh, project, which was just called Duval. Our last name. We're really creative when it comes to naming <laughs> our bands. Um, Listen, keep it simple, man. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, and eventually there will be one for me solo as well. Uh, but you know, that'll be closer, but yeah, you can find us. And again, links are on my website for all that stuff. Good stuff. That's good great. stuff. Brandon, you got any other questions for our friend, Jonathan today? Or? No, Jonathan, thank you so much, man. I really enjoyed yeah. talking with you and hearing your heart. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. I, uh, I want to have more conversations outside of this, just musically and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I had this vision of you two just like completely geeking out. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> Which would have been back. also would have been a really cool episode. Like, I got no problem yeah. with that. <laughs> I I mean, I went and listened to some of the uh, Hey Mom podcasts as well. Uh, oh, nice. And yeah, we're we're friends. Yeah, I mean, we you may not know it yet, but we are. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Very nice. I love it. I'm, I just love when I can bring people together. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thanks again for being our guest for this episode. Really, man, this is just so much interesting stuff. Um, so really excited for for these house shows, uh, for folks to maybe get connected with that and be part of those conversations that you're having. And just um, continued best wishes as you keep putting interesting stuff out into the world, man. Yeah, thank you, thank y'all for having me. Like I said, I don't, I don't feel like I'm that interesting. So, uh, you're you're making me feel more interesting than I probably am today. <laughs> don't sell yourself short, man. You, you've got some great stuff out there in the world. So, uh, thank you again. Oh man, that was so good. I, I gotta commend Jonathan. I don't, I don't know how I would do at. Uh, moderating those conversations but uh um i love what he's doing with uh taking a topic and sharing some music and allowing people to come and be open uh with their views and their beliefs and their thoughts so yeah just it's uh, such an interesting concept to 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 kind of combine like a, a house show because a house show gives you kind of that intimate environment anyhow yeah um and i do you know like we said in the episode there i, I do think there's something about how music can sort of set a mood or a tone Mm -hmm. um, for the kind of conversations, um, uh, that, that folks are going to have. So, um, so yeah, just, um, so for, for you, the listener, um, Jonathan's next, uh, house show is coming up on July 30th. And again, uh, you can go to uh, his website and find, uh, the link if, if you're interested in getting a ticket for that and being part of that conversation. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I actually might 
you want to jump on there? You want to go? Be the I, I was thinking. I was thinking we should. I, I think. I think we kind of owe our friend Jonathan one yeah. anyhow. Um, so, so I think it'd be really interesting uh, to participate in, in that. Um, as always, if you're interested in the content that we're creating and curating for the Accidental Tomatoes community, you can find us online at accidentaltomatoes.com. And across the social media world, you can find us at Accidental Tomatoes. If you have any ideas or suggestions for future podcast topics, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us and contact us through our website, message us on social media, or send us an email at accidentaltomatoes at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. That will help other people find us and connect with our community and participate in the conversation. And as always, if you'd like to support the work that we're doing at Accidental Tomatoes, you can donate through Patreon, where your support helps us to offset some of those expenses that come along with producing content for our community. Just go to patreon.com slash Accidental Tomatoes to learn more. So until next time, keep on growing outside the fences and join us again for another episode of the Accidental Tomatoes Podcast.